Hey everyone, Adam here. I wanted to give a heads up that starting later this week, you will be seeing some extra episodes here in the Goats and Dragons podcast feed. They will be called Dom and Dragons, uh, which is a D&D campaign that we've been playing with none other than Dominic Monaghan from Lord of the Rings and Lost. Um, as I record this, we have played the first two sessions and it has been an absolute blast and totally surreal <laughs> And awesome. Um, and since the story, which Andy's calling The Myriad, takes place in the same world as The Fates of Rin and our one shot, the Get Putin incident, we are very excited to release those episodes here in the Goats and Dragons feed for everyone to enjoy. Dom is an amazing uh, person and DD player. Uh, you will love it. Uh, we will still have some Fates of Rune episodes coming your way on Mondays, uh, but you can also expect to see Dom and Dragons dropping in your feed on Wednesdays on top of that. Uh, exciting. Less exciting is the fact that the episode of Fates of Rune that you are about to listen to has some really difficult and intense emotional content where our characters get super angry and confrontational with one another. At points it is downright vitriolic. Uh, which is okay. Uh, families often yell at each other. That is a part of life. But we did want to give listeners a heads up about it. It is pretty heavy. So if you're not in the mood for that right now, maybe pause and come back later. Or just brace yourself. Um, regardless, please stick around after the episode for a brief group conversation we had acknowledging the intensity of that night's game, uh, the feelings it caused for ourselves and our characters, and discussing how we ended up navigating that as players. It is a really cool conversation, I think, and a good example of how a group in conflict, whether fictional or non-fictional, uh, might navigate those types of situations. All right. That was a long intro announcement. I am sorry. I am done. Stay tuned for both Dom and Dragons and Profound Interpersonal Strife. <laughs> uh, enjoy. Welcome to Goats and Dragons, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Please be warned, this podcast contains adult situations and language that may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome. Hey everyone, welcome back to Goats and Dragon Fates of Rain. Some shit just went down uh, on several different characters' parts. Uh, I can't wait to see what's about to happen. So let's jump back in. Uh, previously, right before we went to break, um, it appears that Hakari just took out Israk Devere. And in a response, seemingly the puppets uh, went into kind of a default security mode and attacked the family. A situation in which Arbin found himself unconscious, Burbage uh, healing him back to, to life, and then Stormbringer uh, and then Charity finally killing him uh, even, even while Burbage is pleading for his, his life. Um, and at this, Hikari and Foley are coming down the stairs uh, just as the blade plunges into uh, Arben, uh, seemingly ending him at the moment. 
what is it all of you would like to do? And I'm specifically interested in Akari's reaction to this at the moment. I don't really have a reaction. Fair enough. You just, just like you just see them <laughs> murder Arbin. And you're like, all right. All right, yeah. Okay. That's it's over. I just reaction. murdered a brain in a jar, so <laughs> all right. Uh Foley, who now looks like himself, uh slowly comes down the stairs then as well. So hey, wait, Pelototh looks like Foley? <laughs> yes, Foley, yes. But he doesn't have he doesn't have the aspect that I saw and Hakar yes. saw, where it's like, oh, that's a dragon coming out of a human being. <laughs> yeah. He the Pelototh looks like Foley entirely at this point. Steps down the stairs slowly and speaks. What you little folk and your murder and your hate. It reminds me why I left. Does he seem to be saying that in res like in response to seeing Arbin or in response to what happened upstairs? Uh give me an insight check. Um Jesus, I don't I mean so leading up to this moment, Burbage has just been like kneeling over Arbin's body, just like staring yeah. in shock, like I mean, back and forth, maybe a couple of times between <clears throat> the spiritual weapon, charity spiritual weapon, and and where it pierced and killed Arvin. Um, his mouth is just hanging open for sure. And he'll hear, yeah, Palatoff say that. And I, I, in that moment, yeah, I would like to kind of do an inside check. 15, yeah. That appears to be at uh, what just happened. Uh, you don't exactly know what happened upstairs. Your mind is very focused on this. Um, that you imagine that's the response. Specifically, what just happened upstairs? You mean? No, no. To to uh, Arvin. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and then fully sort of steps away and seems to let you all handle this. He goes to uh, one of the puppets and bends down to look at it. Uh, yeah, Burbage is silent. He is he is staring down at, at Arbin now, and he's just silent and hunched over. Charity's going to look up at Hikari. Um, so what happened with the brain all over the floor up there? Brain all over the floor? What? The uh, Israx brain? <laughs> is there I, another? Uh, I Charity is going to actually pause. I wasn't doing a volume calculation, so I assume yes, only Israx brain. Was there another? Oh, okay, I just wanted to check. Okay, no, no. Um, he was just being creepy, and he kept talking about how I was an ancient thing, and sometimes ancient things need to stop being ancient and. So I just assumed he was going to try and kill me. So I killed him first. And he kept talking in these weird metaphors and it was annoying me. Just like metaphor after metaphor after metaphor. And I was like, I got it, dude. But he wouldn't be quiet. Metaphors are the worst. They are the worst. Well, his were especially. But so I just figured he was going to kill me. And so I was just like, enough of this. And at this, the creature fully stands up as well and 
You believed he, he was going to kill you? Yes. Hmm. He's being oh, really creepy about you it. little folk. And he'll step back again. Would you care to explain? He was pleading for you to kill him. That's not what that sounded like at all. <laughs> Interesting. And why can't he kill himself? He has like 50 puppets. Hmm. Why can't he just stop putting in the alcohol? Stormbringer is going to kind of just kneel down or crouch down. So she's she's still not at Verbage's eye level, but she's trying real hard to be. <laughs> um, and just kind of kind of look at him while this is all going on. That was if he wanted me to kill him, I did. But if he wanted to die, then why did all the puppets attack everyone? Foley just seems quiet. Okay. Well, uh, that makes sense. There was there was a voice down here. It, it seemed like a some sort of automated defense mechanism. He wired them so that if he was ever not here, they went in all murder bot. Well, then he probably should have turned that off if he was asking me to kill him. But either way, I'm not dead. He is. So if that's what he was asking me to do, mission accomplished. Now, let's go get some sleep. Charity's <laughs> <laughs> sure going to sort of look around. Would this place even have beds, though? It's inhabited by a brain and puppets. We have beds, Charity. We've been on the road for a long time. We just got off a boat. Burbage, are you okay? You're just kind of... You're just kind of... Holding a dead body. Doing a sit. <laughs> I love it when the Lena bleeds into the Stormbringer. <laughs> Doing a sit. Uh, Burbage is, has been, and might still be, crying. But, um, you know, that'll turn into sniffles and I mean, he's not like sobbing, like the crying will um, dissipate. But even with his head kind of like he's not looking up, but you can kind of you can tell um, that he is he has he's been tearful f during this preceding conversation and is now kind of transitioning into a stoic silence. If Stormbringer sees the crying, she's going to reach out and pat him on the back. Hey, buddy, it's okay. You're okay. Buddy. Stoic silence. Well, that's our episode tonight, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All stoic silence. It's been fun. Uh Somewhat unrelated thing. Hakari, give me a constitution saving throw. Uh. Somewhat unrelated. Hakari, your your head is bleeding still profusely uh, from where they smacked into you. Oh, a three. I would have liked to see that number being higher. Okay. 
Can I heal myself? Of, of course. Yeah, if you want to heal yourself, you're fine. Okay. For real? Do I need to, I guess, is the thing. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I mean, you still have a good amount of hit points. You're fine. I still have two extreme Baja Blast healing potions. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have it called that in your character sheet? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so outstanding. Good. Good. So Thank can you. I, I mean, do I think that would help the he- the head? Uh, like to pour it on it? Yeah, or Not to magical, pour it on it, but to, like... Magical healing as well, whatever you want. It like doesn't do. sound like it's really going to help me. It sounds like you're being all mysterious. And oh, like, you, look, you, you don't know what I rolled anything. It what absolutely sounds like you're being all mysterious. Like, I just want to, yes. sh- like, shake you when you're like this. You yeah. should shake him. Okay. Stop actually uh, shaking me. <laughs> okay. Um. So what would be the best? Should I just drink, like, what would half of the healing potion give me? Uh, if you want to try, yeah, the healing potion. Well, like, uh, what would ha- one? How many th- would those give me? Uh, 2d4, I believe, for half of one of those. Okay, but one whole would give me... 4d4. 4d4. Um, 4d4. 4d4. <laughs> they were made by furbolgs. They were. Uh, let me look here. Do you want to try that? Do you want to try some regular healing? What do you do? As you're wandering down, not paying much attention to... No, the... I'm paying attention! No, 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 I mean, like, okay. not... Hikari's not paying much attention to Arbin or in the body. Okay, oh no. <laughs> 1d4 plus spellcaster. So that one would be more powerful instead of 2d4s, right? 1d4 plus my spellcaster? Uh, it's not bad, yeah. Cure wounds is your normal go-to for something like that. Also, if you look, if you look hurt, charity would use healing word on you. Okay, I mean, and I don't think. I think I'm. But like you were at, you're below half, I guess. So you're definitely mechanically. So charity will go ahead and be healed. Oh, he's doing it. Okay. Yeah, charity gave you eight. Thank you. And then I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds, okay. where I get one d eight plus the spell cat. So how do I? Eleven. Very nice. That's 15. my spellcaster. Oh, fifteen. Yeah, 14. it's that, and then the base, and then yeah. So what is it? Another 15? fifteen. Then all right. And how many did Charity give me? I'm sorry. Eight. Eight. Burbage let out the darkest most rueful little chuckle at charity saying be healed hey hey you're feeling better you're laughing what are you laughing at (laughs) (laughs) burbage stoic (laughs) silence Look, Burbridge, it's just like you gotta understand I can't let anybody hurt you guys. I'm just not. I can't. I can't take that risk. Yeah. You're all I have. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you would prefer to say to me since at the moment you're not being your usual loquacious self with Stormbringer? Mm. 
Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, uh. Burbage will uh, kind of, yeah, clumsily stand to his feet. And I'll just kind of nod. <clears throat> and walk over to Foley. Maybe kind of like doing that Adrian Monk thing with his shoulder that Tony Shalhoub did and Monk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll just sort of go next to Foley and uh <clears throat> kind of collapse next to Foley, like next to, and like cling to the, like Foley's body and just kind of like maybe lean, collapse slash lean into the desk here by Foley. And he'll say, murder and hate. Yeah, he said it right. Murder and hate. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Stoic Silence, part three. Hey, Burbage, that's not fucking fair, dude. Like, you can say murder all you want. Like, yeah, okay, so we did murder that guy over there, Arvin. His name was Arvin, and we murdered him, and he's dead now. And I guess that upsets you, and I'm sorry you're upset. I don't want you hurt. But none of this is about hate. I don't have any hard feelings against him or anybody else I've murdered. I murder people because I love people, and I love you, and so I'm keeping you safe the only way I know how. Uh, Part four. Burbage is weirdly like I don't know how Foley Palatov in the form of Foley is responding but Burbage is weirdly channeling whatever he's feeling right now into like this strange intimacy (laughs) with Foley I'm sure Palatov is so into that I'm just like picturing you berating this white dragon's hair <laughs> no, nothing quite so glamorous. Just kind of like almost like Burbage's physicality right now is like is communicating uh to to Pelototh like I need your support right now. <laughs> Pelototh bends down and gets on one knee as it's nearly around your height as he sort of scrunches even his back to lower himself 
and he sort of starts to play with his one of his front teeth a little bit. And he says, There's something. There's something kind. Still in little folk. And even when they do something that hurts others, that destroys others, that wrecks them, there's still something deep down that you can find to love. You know who it was that took my tooth, do you not? I will let you say her name this once. Yeah. It was Arian, my great, great, great grand, whatever. <clears throat> she gave the best gift something like that the gift she gave to Rin the tooth proves bravery but she gave a gift to me as well do you know what happened to Arian after she met with Rin no no, none of the stories really went into that. A few days after she took my tooth, this little child came back. She came back and apologized for what she had done. She explained the situation, and I understood the part gods play in this world. And the gift she gave me was continued friendship. She was good to me. And whatever hate I felt for this little thieving thing it melted away many years later she stopped coming to my cave and as I inquired as to where she had went it appears that she was ambushed on the road some bandits had killed her and I saw the hate and the murder of this world rekindle its flame. And I decided to leave this world. I wonder every day if I've been wrong to do so. And he now looks up to 
Stormbringer and Charity. Perhaps I wasn't. But then he bends down to you again, Burbage. And perhaps I was. You are all very interesting things. Hmm. And then he stands up and seemingly is waiting for the rest of you. Charity will sort of bow to Pelototh. If what I have done is rekindled in you these feelings of loathing and hate for the world, I apologize for though you have not said it it seems that those were feelings that you did not want. Feelings that you wish to distance yourself from. Feelings that hurt you, if not physically, then mentally, internally, spiritually even. I... I freely accept the weight of the sin that I bear for Arben's death just as I accept the weight of the sins of Kaloran, just as I accept the weight of the sins when I served as the charity of Behalit. My not knowing or knowing does not, does not change those weights, not really. But what I have learned, what I have journeyed all this way and discovered from Israq in his wisdom is that it wasn't enough that Behelit took me and used me. When I got my memories back, my father used me and twisted me and formed me into a weapon. And the little shard of my soul that I could preserve only managed to save a dozen children. But no. Israq, in his wisdom and his knowledge of the gods, pointed out that in all likelihood, even that wasn't enough. Even my adult life, my childhood, not even that was enough for these people. My very existence seems to be to have been made to be her avatar. The gods and the people. It's as Isrek said, since I'm assuming you were never actually unconscious and thus heard the entire thing, the gods play games with us. The gods play games with all of us mortals. And maybe I can't change that. Maybe I can't undo that but at the very least I will not be a pawn I will not be a chess piece and Charity will reach into a pocket and pull out a with a clasped hand and then drop onto the table the dragon dice that um, Aideen had given him if they will play games with me 
I will be a die. They may choose to put me in play, but the result is mine to determine. I already have the forces of world knows how many gods looking for me and trying to kill me or take me over, hunt me, break me. I do not need Ponway's forces added to the list of people trying to kill me because they decided that one life was a fair trade. I know on some level that that's right. But also, I want my life. I want my life with my family. I want to get to choose what I do next, and that means that I accept the weight of the bad in order to embrace the joy of the good. Perhaps that explanation does nothing for you, for either of you. But it is what it is. I have died once already, and I saw the pain that it caused. I can't again. Burbage is starting a slow clap. A really a sardonic, <laughs> a really sardonic slow clap. He is just, it is dripping. <clears throat> it is dripping. <laughs> and he's going to step away from Foley and he's going to say while he's clapping. Another great charity speech, everybody. Fan-fucking-tastic. Well done. Foley. Sorry, Pelotov. Could I ask you to leave and give us some privacy this time? He steps over to the table where Charity um, had laid out the dragon dice and he picks one up. I had thought for many years that I might hide away and remove myself from the situation of these, of the fates. But even when you remove one of the dice and he crushes it in his hands and lets the dust of this dice, this bone dice, just fall back onto the table. And he wipes it on his shirt a bit. I thought that removing myself is the last bit of agency that I had in this game. I was wrong. Seems the game has found me again. Will you continue, all of you, to see this as child's play? Or will you realize the depths that you need to go to to do what must be done? Whatever that may be. Right now I see scared, fearful children, all of you. 
Perhaps you sort that out. And if adults come to me, why maybe then I would be glad to re-enter this world and help any way I can. And he'll walk away and leave you for the moment. Stormbringer has just been glaring at Burbage and at Paleototh this whole time. She looks less hurt and upset now and just incredibly pissed off now. Indeed. Burbage levels a pretty steady gaze on everybody, especially Charity. And he's got the most... Not shit-eating, but for lack of a better word right now, shit-eating smirk on his face. And he's just staring at Charity. Something to say? Maybe, Charity. I'm just afraid that if I say it, you'll slap me again. I already used up my one this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really funny. I dare you to come over and slap me again. Right fucking now. Do it. You know you want to, right? I have no desire to slap you, Burbage. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. All right, I believe that for one second. Okay. That is exactly what this entire thing has been about, right? It's about control. <laughs> yeah? You, 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 you just said it yourself. You are desperate, finally, for once in your sad, pathetic, tragic little life to be in control. To be in control, not just of your destiny and your life, but to be in control of us. And oh, does Burbage dare to step out of the line, out of your control? What happens? Slap! Burbage, you run away for grieving over the death of your friend, your brother. Slap! Hmm? Burbage, you express any vulnerability, anything at all that's close to imperfection, according to your plan. Slap! Right? This isn't even about Arben anymore. I get it. Yeah, Arben was working for Poneway, and Poneway uh, is a threat. Oh, he's a threat to poor Charity and the family. He's a threat. Yeah, everyone's a fucking threat, right? So that is why, right, we we we, we travel along and, and 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 Stormbringer constantly wants to just cast fireball on everybody. I can't on every cast innocent. She instructs charity to cast fireball on everybody, including innocent attendees of a Faravan, right? Everyone's a threat, including every innocent citizen of a town, like Wistamere or any other town we've gone through. So what? Charity turns into an angel. We must intimidate. We must threaten everybody who might be a threat to us. Right? Well, kind of like the time you threatened everyone on the boat. You're the most self-centered, least introspective little halfling I've ever met, and I still fucking love you, and I'll still kill anyone who tries to hurt you. Stormbringer, I deserve that. I don't know where you thought this speech was working up to, but it's not that I'm better than you. No, 
The fact is, everything is making more and more sense. Charity, you, you, you talked about the effect of, of, of your death on us. Yeah, I'll tell you what the immediate effect was for me. It, it, it set me spiraling into a darkness that I was already well familiar with and well ready to embrace. Because the fact is, we are not the good guys, okay? I'm certainly not a good guy. I'm a bad guy, all right? And it's becoming clear that, yes, of course I'm part of the family, this toxic fucking family who will think of nothing but to just, just, to just murder a person who clearly, and Burge is gesturing to Arben, who clearly doesn't know any more than the rest of us. Oh, someone's a threat. Murder them. Someone's a threat. Threaten them first. All right? <laughs> Pelototh was right. Okay? We are small people. We are murderous, bad people. We just want control. Charity, most of everybody. The slaps ordering us around when we're fighting. Mm. <laughs> Micromanaging every little thing. Right? Because you're the leader of the family, right? You're the leader of the group. And you've earned that through your pain and your suffering. Yeah? You think that your, your, your father and Behelet, oh, they were turning you into a weapon. Oh, and, and let's fight back against that. The fact is, Charity, you are a weapon now. You've been turned into exactly what whatever destinies or fates or gods intended you to be. Because you are a murderer. We are all murderers. I count myself among you. When I was dragged into Behelet's realm, I was shown the face of every person I murdered in my life. All right? We are murderers. We are bad, bad people. Are you really going to stand there and tell me that it makes me a bad person to want to keep the people I love safe, to protect them when they're all I have in life? Is that bad to help them? Are you not worthy hey. of helping you? Or is hey. this just some what? Stormbringer, yes, yes. This family, this little tr makeshift tribe of yours that you had to have because of, ooh, whatever happened in your little mountains of Bavalia. Oh, I had a tragic backstory too. We all have them, Stormbringer. All right. And now you have a new tribe. Oh, but okay. You know what? That's what happens with tribes, isn't it? We only care about each other. We don't give a shit about anybody else. Arben, fuck him. Not in my family. Fuck you. We don't trust you. That is what has happened here. We are monsters. Okay? We don't give a shit about the world. Hamster lad? His prophecy? I'm beginning to think... <laughs> I'm beginning to think he's in the same boat as, as Corin and Israk Devere. <laughs> he thinks the prophecy of saving the world was about us. <laughs> I don't think so, because I've never met a group of people less interested in caring about other people than we are. I introduce Exhibit A, I, and I gesture toward Arben's body. Mm -hmm. 
there are no more exhibits after that. That's really the only one. <laughs> uh, so exhibit A is it. I guess exhibit B could be Israq, but he wanted to die, so it's fine, right? Oh, yeah, if we're going to trust Hikari, who, by the way, no. Hikari, can I just say, I that, don't that was blame a thing you. That, that was a thing that Pelatoth said, not Hikari. Uh, yeah, whatever. But the, the fact Hold is... Him, I thought he was going to kill me. The fact is, Hikari... I don't blame you for not wanting to be a part of the family. Why should you give a shit about us when we don't give a shit about anybody else? We just want to be in control. And I return to staring at Charity. I don't want to be in control. I just want to keep the people I love safe. And nothing you say in your little angry ranty voice is going to convince me that that's bad. It's not bad to protect the people I love. I am not a monster for protecting the people I love. Sure, I've murdered a lot of people in my life. I've murdered more people than most people know. I've murdered a lot of people in the name of love. And I will do it again. I'm going to keep doing it because I love you. And you can fucking deal with it. I'm going to go to sleep. I don't want your love storm, Ria. I don't care. You don't get to consent to it. Love is an individual emotion. You can't make me stop loving you. <laughs> Burbage has not once torn his gaze away from Charity. Stormbringer is walking away. I'm going to walk away with Stormbringer to go sleep. Okay. Good for you, Burbage. You correctly identified that I want control in my life that I've spent as a plaything. I congratulate you on not trying to put yourself above me in your rant. But I will say As much as I know that you have always had massive contempt for me, as much as I know you would much rather Vimaris was alive and I was dead, trapped in some ice, as much as I know all of that, perhaps you didn't realize that the slaps weren't to try to control you. They were to try to reach you. To maybe try to get you to... I don't know. See me? To try to help you... Be the good, brave, kind person you are. And get to keep you alive long enough for you to be that. To have a bond I so desperately wanted to have, but you're right, I'm sorry. It was selfish of me to think that you would want to have anything to do with a creature as wretched as I am. I know you were fond of Arben. I know you view all of this as control and trying to keep us safe, and etc. I won't tell you or suggest to you what to do anymore. I will not correct you 
or remonstrate with you or point out why I've always thought you were a good and special person when I view you lost in a feeling that you are only special because of the accolades of your townspeople and a dragon's tooth. You think I don't see you, Charity? I do see you. And I have one thing to correct. You think I have contempt for you. You think I've always had contempt for you, that I always liked Fomaris more than you. The fact is, I always respected you more than anybody I've met in my entire pathetic life. Which makes it all the more disappointing to see you driven so blindly by your own self-interest and tunnel vision. I didn't have contempt for you before, but I'm starting to see why I might. Also, way to completely miss the point about control. Burbage storms off the other direction. Okay. So tell me, Burbage, in your opinion as a good person, thing I believe, should Arbin be alive? Not a good person, Charity. Never claimed to be. But if I were, fucking of course, you murderous, controlling, overbearing, self-centered piece of shit. And Burbage goes to find Foley. Stormbringer's gonna shout because she can hear all of this. I don't understand why you think Arbin's life is worth more than Charity's. I'm going to bed for real. And puts her bedroll over her head so she hopefully she doesn't have to hear anymore <laughs> poor storm king <laughs> looks like a child listening to her parents fight <laughs> you know right so andy i have a rules question for you yes if i spent extra diamonds because we've been over a minute will you allow me to cast revivify on arbin don't fucking do that. I will have to kill him again, and then he's going to get upset again. Stormbringer, you're not there. And Burbage, and Burbage isn't there either, so... No. Who knows uh, what happened? Yeah, go. Yeah, totally. How can he say so many right things and get the thing, the real point, at the end wrong? Charity's going to reach a hand down onto Arbin. He's the best of us. And I'll cast Revivify. Muttering as I do, please don't fuck me on this one. <laughs> Metaphorically or literally, because I'm really not that into you. Everybody else except Stormbreaker apparently is, so you got lots of choices. I mean, I don't know, Palatoth seemed kind of lonely. <laughs> But you might need a ring for it, according to... Anyway. <laughs> a cock ring? Is that the no, callback? What the fuck? I think it's... Wait, go away. That's the callback to your cock ring joke, right? 
Except no, it's actually the callback to, well, it is a callback to that joke, but it's before that to, it's literally Pelototh's tooth that required a ring. I don't even remember a cock ring joke, so you guys just sound obscene to me. Did I need, he asked, he asked Burbage if he needed a, he started to ask if Burbage needed a ring to wield Phaedric's fang, which I took as a oh, cock yeah. ring reference. It was. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it, it absolutely, you, you are absolutely correct with that. What is wrong with you people? Uh, although that, yeah. that was also potentially just a you where I'm not sure. It was just generally, but yeah, that was certainly one of the directions for that joke. And it's a callback to that, but it's not meant to be directly a suggestion vis-a-vis -vis the dragon. Cool. Okay. But yeah, I will, I will cast Revivify and burn an extra hundred diamonds. Okay. All right, uh, and at this you hear a. <gasps> oh no! As Arbin takes a breath and looks around, he's still incredibly hurt. <clears throat> um, is the spiritual weapon still around, or? Uh, no. Okay. Well, I it only lasts for ten minutes, so I assume sure, you've kind yeah. of passed past that. That's fine. Yeah. Andy, I swear to God, if you make me look like an asshole <laughs> with Arben, <laughs> I will destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not controlling things. <laughs> it, uh, he is what he is, no matter what. What the oh, fuck um, does that mean? Oh, fuck. I'm fucked. We're fucked. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's okay, Adam. This is the night where we're all assholes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, he, he his eyes are darting around very quickly, and they fall upon you, Charity, and he just looks terrified. What happened? What was that? Those things that they attacked us. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think in the arenas in Diefield they call it a choke slam. I'm not, you know. It, it threw you on the ground real hard. And then, to be fair, uh, Stormbringer and I might have finished you off. Why the fuck are you telling him that? I'm sorry, I'll stop with the meta talk. <laughs> Stormbringer's asleep. Or trying to. She's not asleep. She's just yeah, laying just... with the bedroll over, <laughs> over her head, yeah. really upset. Because you see, Arbin, I don't trust Ponway. I've heard too many stories of the groups of adventurers he sent out dying. I've seen too much evidence of him being willing to manipulate and use and kill anyone he needs to. But a good person pointed out that my fear of that and what he might do is wrong. His lip is just trembling a bit, trying to take in everything you're saying. Understand me, Arbin. I'm wholeheartedly devoted to stopping Behelet. And Charity is going to sort of stand and... He was definitely looking very soft and sort of consoling and like he was trying to explain as you would to someone who might have like been knocked unconscious. Okay, here's what's been happening, but like not rushing them. Sure. What I said before is true. 
I will not die. I will not sacrifice myself for this. I will not be sacrificed for Ponway trying to make good on a plan that failed hundreds of years ago. I will stop her. I will bring my brother back. And then the world can judge me as it will. I think I understand what you're saying. And your criticism of Ponway is well fucking spot on. And even though you probably tried to kill me. Scratch tried. <laughs> okay. That's even worse. I'm trying to be honest here. I appreciate that. Uh, even though you killed me, I do respect the honesty. And I think I want to help you. Because I think we have the same goal. Anything a god coming into this world cannot be allowed. And if we start trading in lives to prevent it, we're no better than they are, playing games with mortals so that gods can or can't do something. I'm tired of my life being run by other beings. I understand. I'm tired of my life sometimes being run by forces I don't even know. I can't describe. Then I'd recommend stopping working for Poneway. <laughs> that's a that's a big problem with that with that life goal right there. Also, as a note, anyone who literally fucking calls themselves the stranger, probably a little into shadowy control. <laughs> it's true. But, but but no, seriously, good life goal. I'm just I'm just yeah. possibly pointing out some early steps that you might try to take. No, it's fine. Listen, uh, Okay, I'm just gonna listen. I'm just gonna talk to Israq a bit more about some things, and I think <laughs> I think I'll be squared away. <laughs> got some, okay, got some questions for him that um, you know, so, can answer. So this one, this one, isn't on me. <laughs> um, but 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 in the spirit of honesty and disclosures and openness. How much time have you spent with Hikari? Ah, uh, met her just, yeah, I mean, not a lot. Okay, but 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 have I seen most of the sample size? I mean, I can understand a bit. Uh, that one's pretty mental. So just, if you were going to rate her on a, uh, say, from 1 to 10, with 1 being not at all and 10 being extremely, how would you rate her um, impulse control? Uh, where is psychopath in that? <gasps> let's, it's not like let's, it's untrue. Let's call that a negative 3. That's about where I'd put a card. I am I not a psycho. <laughs> okay, so now imagine this person with this negative three that we've established um, kind of 
was on the receiving end of what has been described as a long-winded and extremely metaphorical speech that she thought the point of was that Israq Devere wanted to kill her. What do you suppose that negative three would look like out in the world? Fuck. Pretty much. I did what he asked me to. You're in bed. <laughs> uh, but but Charity would go, to be fair, according to Pelototh, you didn't miss that. Uh, no, you were awake for that. Yeah, uh, fully actually Pelototh. Uh, uh, that was actually what Israq wanted. So it's hard to say if she did something wrong, per se, but what she did was very negative three self-control. Okay. I understand. I also don't think I can fix him. I fixed you, but he was already just a brain. Honestly, I don't even understand what it takes to do that. No, it makes sense. Listen, he... I don't think he wanted to live forever. Didn't seem like his kind. I feel like he might have thought about that before he transferred himself to being a brain in the jar. I'm just saying, again, we, we have this sort of discussion of goals and actions. Making the two meet up. <laughs> right. Okay, well, if it's all the same to all of you, I'm going to try to get some fucking sleep. Not putting any pressure on you, but I'm sure Burbage would enjoy some company. You do you. Or possibly him. Again, he would enjoy that. <laughs> Smooth. I'm not even going to suggest Akari right at the moment. Because negative three. <laughs> Fair enough. And Charity will actually, as sort of, as uh, Arbin gets up, for what it is worth, I am sorry that I let my fear get the better of me is it all that i completely understand you that sounds like consent to me <laughs> sorry i'm not involved <laughs> you're in bed lena <laughs> unfortunately all right also in the morning before you before you get up uh maybe let me take a little bit of time to get stormbringer up to speed because otherwise Ah, uh, fair enough. You know what? I might just sleep on the stairs outside here uh, for the night. Uh, you're probably fine over that way. You're you're fine. You're fine. Should we tell? Oh, wait, never mind. I'm in bed. <laughs> <laughs> you can do your thing. Um, all right. So Arbin then will uh, walk over to Burbage and Foley. What are you two doing? Oh, I didn't even know if uh, Pelototh was still was still here. Oh my god. He's, Andrew, yeah, he was giving you space, yeah. Did Pelotov hear <laughs> everything? It seemed to. He we was were being giving you space, loud. but uh, this say, is a single says room. the rogue who then went into shouting for his speech? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a single cavernous room. I think him. everyone alive in here heard. So here's the thing. From where Burbage was, um, without dark yeah. vision, he could not see that side of the oh. room. So, so I slash Burbage thought that that Pelototh had left 
entirely. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Burbage asked for privacy. I yeah. think it's more that there's not a lot of privacy you can give in this space. <laughs> yeah. um, there's an exit. I'm sure there are exits here. Andy, did, did <laughs> Pelotov not give us privacy? He he went 50 feet away from you to the entirely <laughs> other side of the room. <laughs> he, he gave you a decent <laughs> amount of privacy, yeah. And they were rogue, shouting. And the rogue shouted. <laughs> the rogue shouted. Oh, his dark vision didn't allow him to see that the dragon had left. <laughs> what a... I mean, I don't know oh. if there are any consequences to him hearing any of that, but I'm sure, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. He could so, probably also hear my conversation because I wasn't be, like shouting, but I also wasn't being very yeah. quiet. And I imagine his passive perception is through the fucking roof. Well, so so here's the thing. So here's so here's yeah. what I'll say is that Burbage um, would not have stopped here. He wouldn't have just gone to like okay. hang out by Foley Pelotov and been like, "Hey, what's going on?" Like he stormed off. He went gotcha. as far away. He's not aware of anything that's going on in this space at all. Um, so I don't know where Burbage could have gone okay. to gain that distance, but that is what Burbage did. Yeah. Charity's also going to sort of sh uh, shake Stormbringer for a second. What? Who were you Were you making up with Burbage? You guys quieted down, but I heard you still talking down there. No. No. I, I think Burbage is done with me, and... That's his choice. No, I was making up with Arbin, who we are... What? Who I would <laughs> request, because apparently I'm a controlling asshole all the time. <laughs> I would Thank kindly you. request you not kill. Oh. No, seriously, though. If I have to be a controlling asshole in order to get good done around Wait. here... No, but we already killed him. That's what yes. the whole fight was about, Charity. Yes. Well, I can't kill people again if they're already dead. So I'm not a necromancer. If I was to raise a sort of... If I was to extend what you just said into a form of, I don't know, like, double jeopardy argument, <laughs> would you say that if you had, in fact, killed a person and then through some other means they had been brought back to life, you would not kill them again? I mean, fuck no, I'd kill them again, absolutely. If I killed them in the first place, then I meant for them to be dead, right? Like, that's fuck. a weird thing to say. So there's a chance that Arben's alive again. But <laughs> why? Because you know death's not a thing. <laughs> no, that will just encourage her to try harder. <laughs> Okay, I'll promise you this, Charity. I will make sure I kill him sneakily so Burbage doesn't get upset again. Okay? No, Charity. It looked like an accident. Yeah, exactly. Which is what I was trying to do in the first place, but I'm not very dexterous. Charity's gonna put his hand on her sh on Stormbringer's shoulder. The worst thing that happens is he goes and tells Ponwei, and Ponwei decides that the best solution is to kill me. Uh-huh. It's just one more name on the list of people currently trying to do that, right? 
Yeah, well, I'm trying to keep that list as small as possible, Charity, because I actually care about your life in Burbages. I'm aware that neither of you do, and both of you seem to have a death wish half the time. But no, I'm no, 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 this no, you, you miss Stormbringer, you mistake me. What I'm saying is not that I have a death wish. I do not. I want to live. I want. I want to get to spend my life with. With you all, as my family. I want to get to help you, each and every one of you, and so many others. Hakari, I want to find your necklace for you, or help you find your necklace, more accurately, if there's anything I can do. Just tried to help Burbage get laid. <laughs> Not sure that's going to take, but... <laughs> Is this really the time to be thinking about his dick? Like, is this the time for that? I generally avoid it, but, you know, we already specified in the list it's his subquest right now. <laughs> Emphasis on sub. Jesus. <laughs> I am afraid. I am afraid of these things playing with my life as they have before, but The other thing that Burbage got wrong is that I'm less afraid now than I've ever been. I finally know the things that I've done, at least most of them. I know the weight of my sins. And I have, or in the case of Burbage, had a family that would stand with me against this. Yes, Ponway may become a threat, and if he does, we will deal with it then. But that isn't Arbin's sin. That is not his weight to bear. Look, I don't have anything against Arbin at all, but I'm not just going to let things that are incredibly dangerous become threats to you in Burbage. That's not, that's not happening. I will sleep on it, but I'm not making promises. I will not ask you to. I merely ask you to consider to consider a thing that Aideen told me. If we are our choices, what is a bad person who has their next choice be a good one? I don't think it's bad for me to be protecting you no, guys, no. and I'm going to go to sleep now. And Stormbringer puts her pillow over her head. I wasn't talking about you, Stormbringer. <laughs> sleep well. I'll take first watch in case any of the puppets reanimate. Um, while you're taking watch, give me a perception check there. Um, sure. And one of the latest we've ever gone. <laughs> Guidance is a cantrip that makes you or people that you care about better at stuff for up to one minute. You should use it just always. Always. 16. Solid. Um, while you're sort of checking around, looking on some of the tables, just kind of being up, you're, you got a, all of a sudden a lot of nervous energy from the fight, from literally the fight and then the fight with <laughs> Burbage. Um, 
you so you want me like down in this room that's fine yeah you're just kind of you're just kind of wandering around just a little bit you uh come across a, a book and you recognize the author it is um a book by c Eckris wren fucking weird little gnome yeah. Why the hell does he hate halflings so much? Who hurt you, see, Ren? <laughs> uh, and it is a book called The Possibilities of Artifice in a Strong Will. Um, and I've put that in your handouts. Just a, a thing you sort of notice. Everything else during your watch seems to be pretty quiet. Burbage, as you are trying to set up a small little area um, at the top of the stairs, um, <clears throat> you hear someone coming up the stairs, uh, and it's Arben. <laughs> and oh my god, not again! Oh my god, not fucking oh again! God. No, 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 no! <laughs> Eldon, that's that's that's. The Death for it? calling charity a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Burbage had this coming. Uh, Burbage, uh, 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 <laughs> I want to have him like pray to bail it. Please leave me alone. <laughs> Faintly from below, you hear whistling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, he's he leans down next to you. He's like, Shh, no, so, listen, this is fine. What what do you worry? He's so worried about here. You're dead. You're here to fuck with me again, aren't you? Yeah, but uh, yeah, Burbage. <laughs> I know I've kind of done this before jokingly as Burbage, but like <laughs> Burbage wants to like do a religion check on Behelet. <laughs> and like okay. praying to Behelet, yeah, communicating with Behelet, like, do not fuck with me. I am the last person and, yeah. you want to fuck with right now, Behelet. Okay. Yeah, give me a religion check. Middle of the road, twelve. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, you you don't get an answer. You just kind of say that. You sort of pray a little bit to Behelet, and Arvin actually puts a hand on your shoulder. And he said, "Perhaps I was dead. That's true. But your friend Charity brought me back." Really? How can I? trust you he puts his hand behind your head and kisses you bow, bow, bow. you're saying that there are <laughs> you're saying that there are lips on his hand and he's kissing the back of my head no. <laughs> no, what? how did you misread that is this? that is one grammatical reading of what he said <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, time to get freaky with an aberration. <laughs> um, so he kisses he kisses Burbage on the on the lips. Yeah, with his with his mouth. Yeah, the normal one, the one that you're used to. How kisses oh work? Yeah. <laughs> How kisses work? That's the name of this podcast episode. <laughs> and everybody's gonna be like, "Why is this called this?" <laughs> Worst things that happened to the family. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just waiting for them to get to the end, and then just like for there to be one review of, uh, ten out of ten lead buried. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, with how keyed up Burbage is, as much as I, Adam, love the ongoing joke that Burbage cannot get laid, <laughs> like he is in a really vulnerable, like overheated spot. And like he will take, he will ride this kiss wherever it takes him. Even if Arben ends up being a bad guy. <laughs> oh, the music sex song. Andy called it Rural 20 sex song. <laughs> it's a classic scene of passion. Burbage is, 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 but he's angry and he's sad and he feels <laughs> evil and he feels like his whole life is evil. And so he's channeling all that into, into, into <laughs> this maybe sex scene. Depending on entirely, and yeah. then a curtain blows. A curtain, a curtain blows, blows in the wind. In the wind. <laughs> You're not gonna make me roll for it. No, we're not. Oh, that it feels right. It feels <laughs> really right. And Burbage is thinking to himself, "Oh, this feels right." Indeed. <laughs> well, hey, that's a great place to conclude tonight's episode that was the of Goats and Dragons. <laughs> If you enjoyed this and are curious to see where the story goes, please follow us on Twitch where we're simply Helpful Goat. Uh, subscribe on YouTube at Helpful Goat Gaming. Um, check out our podcasts, uh, Goats and Dragons, as well as Helpful Goat Gaming Presents. Uh, thank you so much for listening tonight. So that was a really crazy good episode. Um, I really, really uh, appreciate everyone hanging in there, talking in the chat, uh, join joining the Discord. Um, if you type in uh, exclamation point Discord, uh, it'll give you a link to join uh, our Discord and be able to continue a conversation on, on the family or in D&D stuff or whatever you want. Uh, I think we're talking about pets right now. Um, and we had a very big conversation on dating sims recently. Um, do whatever you want to the Discord. That's fun. Uh, if you, if yeah, you whoa, type... whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, well, I'm like, uh, I'm, as the person managing the Discord, I do not advocate the phrase do whatever you not, want in the Discord. Not, but There's he didn't even say time. in, he didn't say in the Discord. He said to the Discord. Yeah. Please, 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 no hack. Please, no hack. Uh, exclamation point donate will give you a link to our Ko-Fi pa coffee page. Um, and yeah, everyone. Uh, that was amazing. Thanks so much for listening. We all immensely appreciate it. Hang in there, everyone. Uh, we love you. We hope we could have given you a little bit of uh, fun and, and, and take your mind off some of the crazy dark stuff in the world. Uh, from all, yeah, of I'm sure this yeah. did real good yeah. job. Yeah, this was really the opposite <laughs> of dark. Yep. Yeah, yeah, this was, was the, the real uplifting one we've ever had. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, uh, we immensely appreciate it. And from all of us on Goats and Dragons, thank you so much. Have an excellent evening. Good night. Good night. Oh, good night, everybody. Bye. Love you. Love you all. Stay safe. Stay sane if you can. Yeah. We are out. <laughs> oh my god, guys. I am so sorry. No. I'm so sorry that <laughs> I <laughs> go off like that i just <laughs> it felt it felt right i just died was brought back to life and then you just had sex with him within it's, a 15 minute period it's been a night for that guy <laughs> in Burbage. yeah oh my god wow really good and 
honestly as a dm i was like oh shit oh shit (laughs) are they gonna be able to pull up (laughs) like are we just gonna crash into a mountain here oh but it sounded it like yeah you guys all made progress you showed a way forward Hikari uh, did it. Hikari's <laughs> got a lot of issues that we need to work on. Episode. She's a psychopath. But I, I hope everyone's. I hope everyone's honestly okay and and everyone's feeling good. And I hope so too. That was a really good episode. Yeah. Because because as much as I mean, like I know Galway that you had like Charity feeling like Burbage just given up on him, and at least like from my perspective, like Burbage certainly has not. Like that was a very heated and damning kind of monologue but like charity is absolutely not okay and i'm not particularly so <laughs> okay well thank okay thank you for saying that um and we, we yeah we'll have Wait, i'm sorry what did you say <laughs> he said that he's he's also not particularly okay um oh okay. so that'll okay. <clears throat> that'll i guess have to be a um a conversation which obviously does not have to happen now um, unless sure. you wanted but, to. But so, I know we're all really probably emotionally drained from this. Um, what looks like caring right now? Like, would it be helpful if we had that conversation, or if you guys played fork spoon, or everybody drank a lot more alcohol? That's what? a really bad form of self care, hun. Which do you think? <laughs> What looks like like caring for this right now? Because I know that as much as it was in character and it was our characters, that was also emotionally really hard. Yeah, true. I think that this also goes. Um, I don't. I don't mind talking right now. Also, uh, let me try to clarify something because of the way I just said that, which was true, and it was just sort of uh, responding to it. Sorry. Let me also get off of push to talk because my finger is going numb because that was a lot of monologues that was a lot of monologue and should we should we send craig away or uh, yeah yeah let's do it Woo! what a cliffhanger guys uh so we wanted to jump in after this week's episode and share a bit about what happened after we banished craig Right, which for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Craig is the bot that we use to record our sessions in Discord. Fuck you, Craig. <laughs> Fuck We're you, Craig. so mean to Craig. Yeah, well, he's not really reliable all the time. He's not doing great for us right now. No, he's not. You guys, he's doing his best. He's doing his best. And we all are doing our best. And that's kind of the content of, uh, of this recording that we wanted to kind of add to the end of this episode, um, I think we all just kind of wanted to acknowledge how intense this episode was um, and acknowledge that it does end on kind of a a cliffhanger um, with us as players after the session kind of starting to navigate like, ooh, like, okay, that was was a lot. How are we all doing? Um, And you kind of hear us start to check in with each other. And we wanted to hop in now and let you all know how that kind of went. Does that sound right, everybody? That sounds right. Um, And from my perspective, I think we had a really healthy conversation um, after the session that night. Um, And I was, I felt really good at the end of that conversation. Um, Yeah. Is that kind of how everybody else sort of felt about it? 
Yeah, I mean, it was like it was an emotionally draining episode, right? Because it's not we're feeling what we are saying and there's that that understanding that it's our characters but it's also like we're feeling the things we're acting so it was hard but i think after talking i felt a lot better it was it was really good to talk through kind of the background stuff in my life that affected this my personal history that made this a harder episode mm-hmm. and just to feel really heard and seen and cared for by everyone it helped a lot yeah absolutely i mean i think that for me it was also um obviously charity and burbage were interacting were interacting in a way that i think was really beautifully true to their characters and true to where they were in those yeah in those moments, in those journeys, with those things that were going on. But it's also always important, and I think this is a good thing to remember anytime you're playing a role-playing game, is that there's also a person on the other side of that character, and mm-hmm. there's probably going to be some bleed over. And so there there was there were there were for me some things that um, and I think in the recording it even has that statement of like i'm i'm really not doing okay right now that i i needed to talk to people a little bit and because of some of that background stuff some of the stuff that had been going on um outside of D and just in my life generally right now and obviously this is a pretty hard time for everybody everybody's feeling a lot of extra stress that it was really good to be able to make that statement of i'm not doing okay and i yeah. could kind of use a little extra care um and and I don't know if you felt that way as well, uh, Adam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was feeling like <laughs> intense emotions during the stream, kind of as Burbage, but also like weirdly as myself. And that's part of kind of what we ended up talking about um, in our conversation was like kind of the weird overlap between our characters and ourselves. Um, so I I think I definitely benefited from kind of putting all of that not okayness on the table. And I want to, I mean, I want to acknowledge, first of all, like Andy as the DM kind of afterwards, kind of the listener can hear him kind of talking through the heaviness there afterwards being like, all right, that was a big deal. I hope everybody's okay. Like he kind of, you know, opened that door um, of like just checking in. Is everybody okay? Um, which I think was really valuable because it did, like you said, go away. Like it, it opened that that um, space for you to be able to say, "I'm not okay," right? Um, and then Lena, I, I just want to like give you credit for thinking to kind of to hop in and say, like, "Okay, well, what?" Like acknowledging, yeah, multiple of us are not okay right now. So what does what does caring look like in this moment, right? Like, I think that you did a great job of kind of facilitating the conversation we ended up having um, and kind of creating a space where um, what we shared with each other could be could be framed as and understood as, all right, there's a lot of kind of negative feelings here, but ultimately the most important thing is we care about each other. What can we do? How can we communicate in this moment in a way that, looks like and feels like caring for all of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and you did, I don't want you to like not give yourself credit either. You did an amazing job of hearing Galway when he first said that he wasn't okay. And 
flagging that that needed to be followed up on and have a conversation. And then when we were having the conversation, you did an amazing job making sure everybody felt really heard and giving people space and time to talk. Like it was a really beautiful, productive, caring um, interaction. And that was because of everybody involved. Yeah. And I, I wanted to jump in with that as well. Cause I think that Andy not just did a really good job of not just opening that door, but also of kind of checking in as the DM with you all did a great job playing your characters. You're all doing great. You know, let's, let's check through how are people doing? Um, and, you know, just, did, did you have any further thoughts on sort of what you were thinking or doing at that moment? Yeah. Um, yeah, as a as a, a game master, you're a little bit of the de facto leader when it comes to the player character sort of d dynamic a little bit. And at the same time, I'm just one of five friends <laughs> that are getting together yeah. and doing this. And so part of me kind of wants to sometimes uh, step up and just facilitate a little bit while at the same time realizing like hey this is also something that characters players uh, did and, <laughs> and are interacting with and and i kind of just want to listen and and be supportive and um and i think i think that's a for me it's, it's kind of a hard line to walk um so i can i can feel for any other gms or dms out there that are that are having sort of player character conflict or intense moments in their games it's a beautiful situation and it's amazing to get through and it's we recognize it's yeah it's really tough and rough at the same time and i would thoroughly suggest to everyone out there listening um don't be afraid to talk about this sort of stuff yeah. like don't uh you know please don't chalk it up to oh it's just a game so therefore somehow it doesn't matter or it's not real or something like that i think i think we can all agree what makes dungeons and dragons so amazing is that very point it's not just a game <laughs> for, for everyone involved and that yeah. that's what brings amazing highs and honestly pretty devastating lows at the same time um and those need to be dealt with and and that can be a little scary especially for honestly some nerdy people like myself who uh have trouble sometimes understanding human emotions or <laughs> or or are dealing with you know conflict which is never a good thing um you know uh if you have a good group of friends like this like you know be cool with diving into it you know, everyone loves each other. Everyone's cool. We're we're all fine, by the way. Um, in case anyone was worried about that, we're doing great. Um, we're playing a ton of D and D together, and uh, this conversation sort of just reiterated, I think, for all of us, like we're cool. We're basically kind of family, and <laughs> that's why we uh, take this so hard and want to check in with each other, like we were doing. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I wanted to just flagged one thing that you said and and just to be clear about i think at one point you said something about um <clears throat> that from your perspective sometimes you're not comfort comfortable maybe dealing with conflict which is which is never a good thing i i think what you what you mean or at least my belief is that 
conflict isn't bad, right? It's being uncomfortable dealing with conflict that is not right. a good thing, right? Like, right, right, a hundred percent. I I thoroughly suggest in, in a situation like that when you have friends that, uh, and honestly, especially at this point in human history in which we're all separated anyway. Um, and Lita's made a great point before about we're not necessarily all around a table right now looking each other in the eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, and so that can, uh, that can raise all kinds of different emotions or, or uh, misidentify a few things accidentally. And so, especially now when probably a lot of your games are uh, uh, like telepresence games when not everyone is looking each other in the eye, definitely uh, I, th- I think you'll feel a lot better, even if you're a little scared of conflict, to to just kind of talk and understand how everyone's feeling. And if everyone comes at from a point of view of, of hey, this is great. How can I be cared for? And what does that look like for me? Um, I thoroughly suggest um, I'm getting involved with that. I'd also, yeah, I think that you've had so many good points with this. Like, one, D&D is not just a game. And, like, I love me some Spirit Island. I would not be feeling anything <laughs> like this over, like, I was about to say, like, I was about to, like, try to go through, like, a list of prominent games. Like, I wouldn't be feeling about this about, like, Spirit Island or Pandemic. I'm like, not the moment. Not the moment for Pandemic. <laughs> um, context not clear. But... That's absolutely part of it. And I also like that, yeah, we get it. Conflict is scary. Conflict is certainly uncomfortable for the vast majority of people. And I think that there's two things that I would say just around that. And it's the thing I've thought a lot about is, one, I think a lot of times people feel like they're the only one who's uncomfortable with conflict. Mm. And that's super rarely the case. Like normally when you're feeling uncomfortable and you're like, oh, look, everyone else is doing this or like, it's just me. Everybody's feeling that a little bit. So, you know, having some care for that and caring for yourself in that, it can be really beautiful and good. And the other thing that I would say is to your point, Andy, of right now, most of these games are not friends sitting around a table. You don't have the bowl of chips and sodas, which is where a lot of this care, actually, I would say in tabletop RPGs comes in. It's like, the snack break or the oh we're breaking up for a little bit yeah is trying to facilitate to make this a little bit easier maybe after every session or at every break just having a discussion about how people are doing and that can be a really positive thing one of the tools i'd seen that i really liked using or that i really liked the idea of and i just uh started trying to put that in place uh, in tier what i'm dming is act- asking each player to say one thing that they were really proud of how they did in the game. Like get people used to the idea of a conversation about how they're feeling and how they're doing. And if you just do that routinely on the good stuff, I think it can also make it a little easier to have it on the heavy stuff or the conflict. Yeah. And I mean, like everyone else is saying, check in with each other. It's, it's so important in, Conflict is so scary and so hard, I think, for everybody. I don't think anybody is like, yeah, give me some conflict. Like, people say that they're aggro and they like fighting, but they don't mean that. They mean they like safe fighting where they're okay and they're not going to have their vulnerable spots touched. Um, But if you come to the table 
with the literal table or the metaphorical table with <laughs> the willingness to do a lot of perspective taking and you're coming from a place of empathy and love and you should love the people you're playing with. Cause if you don't like them, then why are you playing with them? Then it can be really, really productive and really healthy. And I know we as a group are still works in progress. We're still working on getting good at conflict, but these instances like this have really, I mean, they've made us stronger. They've made us stronger through conflict and through communication and holding space for the people you love while holding space for yourself also. It's been really healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, and yeah, that, that, that idea of just checking in with each other, I yeah, cannot overstate how, how important I think that that is. Um, I think it happened like during that conversation we had after the, after this session, um, I think, Galway and I both talked kind of at length about where we were at and how we were feeling. And then like, fortunately, I, I had the presence of mind to kind of then kind of at the tail end of that be like, okay, how about, how's everybody else doing? Like, Lena, how are you, how are you doing um, with all this? And then that gave, you know, you the opportunity to, to share how you were feeling about, about everything. Um, so yeah, checking in super important and um Unless there's anything else, I think we touched on everything that we kind of wanted to to say and, and share um, with our podcast listeners as, as far as kind of reassuring them that, hey, we are okay. Our characters might not be, <laughs> but we're okay and we're, we're going to work through it as, as just as our characters are going to work through it. Um, I, I want to take this opportunity to also check in with Darcy about, uh, Darcy, how are you feeling about Burbage <laughs> having sex with Arben uh, before Hikari was able to? Although maybe Hikari never will be able to. But, uh, right. <laughs> there's like this presumption that at some point, I, I was like, so <laughs> you realize you can't just like cue for him, right? <laughs> I beat it to him, Akari. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, just checking in about that. How, how are you feeling about that, Darcy? Um. Well, Hikari's having some trouble with her emotions these days. <laughs> if anyone's noticed, so. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she's she's not mad or anything that Arbin and Burbage slept together. I mean, Arbin definitely did not want to sleep with Hikari so <laughs> she's more just frustrated because you know she there wasn't a battle with the dragon and so she's like right. I need something to do yeah. but um so I mean maybe a little bit envious a little bit just because mm. like but she's mm. not like upset she's not worried about it she'll just find someone else okay cool good um all right great so yeah, thanks for listening to us talk through all that. Uh, we think it's valuable to share. Um, so I hope it was uh, useful for all of you. And yeah, thank you uh, to you all, my fellow players and my DM for hopping on and doing this. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Mwah. For everyone out there, take care. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. We love you.
This has been Goats and Dragons presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.